to the weekly message from Angel of Joy Lutheran Church, an ELCA congregation located in Lufkin, Texas. Pastor Paul Guy and the family of Angel of Joy invite you to join us for worship at 10.15 a.m. on Sunday mornings. If you should find yourself in our neighborhood, please enjoy this message and visit our website at angelofjoy.org. Dear friends in Christ, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. This morning we have the opportunity to focus our attention on three themes. Today is, according to the liturgical calendar, designated as Holy Trinity Sunday. It's a time for recognizing and affirming our devotion to God, the triune God. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Today is also, according to our secular calendar, the day in which we express our affection for our earthly fathers and, by justifiable extension, those who may not have been the DNA givers but who lovingly gave of themselves as fatherly figures. And finally, but certainly not least of all, we are here to recognize our recently graduated high school seniors. As a matter of fact, actually, I already recognize them. There's Jana over there, and behind her there's Jared, and right on the side over there is Blaine. I recognize them right away. But I think I can do better than that. A little bit later. Now, before touching gently and carefully on these diverse themes, I would dare to say that they do have an intrinsic unifying element, and that element is commitment. Let me explain. With regard to the Holy Trinity, we Lutherans stand and proclaim every Sunday in the words of the creeds, primarily the Apostles' Creed and the Nicene Creed, and on rare occasions, the Athanasian Creed, which would have been said today, except that it's very long and it's not in the present hymnal that we have. But it is through these creeds that we understand the divinity, the unity of our divine God in three persons. First, Our Heavenly Father created us and all of the universe and everything in it with an intricately designed purpose to love us and to reveal himself to us as our eternally devoted Heavenly Father. As Jesus said, we should think of him not as as a stern authoritarian being, much like an emperor, ruler, but as our Abba, or Daddy, a very close, personal, loving relationship. When we proclaim Jesus as the one true Son of God and as our Redeemer, we're telling the world that God's love for us knows no bounds, even to the unwarranted death of Jesus Christ on our behalf. He gave his last mortal breath in agony on the cross to win our salvation, yours and mine, not just so that God would smile on us, but that we might live with God in glory forever, way beyond the the day that we breathe our last on this world, 
seen. Yeah, he gave his last drop of blood for us, and you just don't get more commitment than that. And, of course, we know that the Holy Spirit of God was sent into our broken world so that hope for a better day might blossom forth. Not just wishful thinking, but concrete expectation. We're told that faith itself is the foremost gift of the Spirit, and that the Holy Spirit's work in our lives continues right to the end. Well, actually, if we took the Gospel reading verbatim, then it goes right past the end. Again, it's an unbroken commitment to you and to me. Theme number two for today has to do with our mortal fathers. Some of us were blessed to know people that were not just the ones that stood by the nursery in the hospital and saw that newborn baby, but ones that perhaps like a mentor, a professor, a neighbor, maybe even a grandfather or some relation, a beloved uncle, someone who took us into his heart and loved us without limitation for as long as they could. I could cut it short, but I don't want to. I want to share this with you again. So what have you learned? He had asked this question of me many times before, and it was always always new. It is now difficult to isolate just what his role was in my life, teacher, mentor, the old pro, friend. I had known him from my earliest days, when life was pure adventure and every dawning new day offered exciting prospects and surprises. I was nearly a blank canvas, and in some important ways, he was the artist. The brush strokes from the master's hand revealed both skill and sensitivity, together with an instinctive sense of what was needed and how much. But the picture which slowly took on form was, in a wonderful way, never the representative of the artist's imagination. Rather, he simply helped me to find my own way, to grow into my own person, the one I would one day see in the mirror. I would, by the grace of God, become my own masterpiece. He watched as I took my first faltering, wobbly steps, and he celebrated it. He listened carefully, pensively, as I began to express myself in words. He knelt beside my bed with me, teaching me how to talk with God. I must say that my teacher showed me how to tie a fisherman's knot and cast out into the lake for my first catch. The advice, the instruction, ah, that was good, but what I remember more was how he taught me to listen and to feel for the beauty of creation. At the lake shore, He helped me to see that I was standing on the edge of eternity. What I could not yet see, what lay just beyond the horizon, was a greater sign of the Creator's genius and love. But these were moments of insight. They were small stepping stones on my journey to self-understanding, 
what he wanted was for me to think more deeply and to understand. And at the close of the day, he would ask one more time, So, what did you learn today? The school years brought lessons from others. I memorized the multiplication tables and theorems. I reveled in my self-perceived advanced athleticism. I agonized over the mysterious sounds of the French language. I became satisfactorily proficient at the clarinet. I found that I was absolutely the most skillful of drivers. I discovered the inexpressible pleasure of holding a pretty girl's hand. And I thought that this was what learning was all about. My mentor watched, and he listened, and often rejoiced. With the utmost patience, he waited for me to make a significant new breakthrough. And, to be honest with you, I have no doubt but that on more than a few occasions, he shook his head in wonder at my clumsiness or shed a tear at my defeats. There came a time when I was no longer so very interested in his words or lessons, a time when I for a while at least, came to believe that I was now wiser and more clever than my teacher. A time when I felt I had learned all I could from him and that he was no longer needed. It was a time I felt for me to find my own destiny in my own way. Time to leave my mentor to my youthful past now that I had become a man The world you see had become my playground, captivated my imagination. It became my teacher. College classes had given me new tools. I had discovered the wisdom of the world's great philosophers, Schopenhauer, Sartre, Paul Simon. I had discovered the intoxicating thrill and fulfillment of love. I had hitched all the way between North Dakota and Texas, I was alive. I was free. I was invincible. I had most of the answers to the important questions of life. Yeah. I was on the fast track to wisdom and success. And I was altogether ready for the great fall. The teacher taught me to listen and observe both the world and myself. He had tried to teach me how to be in touch with my spirit and with God's spirit. The process and the goal was ever the same. I hadn't really listened to him very much for quite a while now, but I still knew what he would say. So what have you learned? I had yet to discover that learning is not merely the acquisition of knowledge or experience. Did you know that? It's been said that wisdom is the right use of knowledge. To know is not to be wise. Many men know a great deal and are all the greater fools for it. There is no fool so great a fool as a knowing fool, but to know how to use knowledge is to have wisdom. 
What my mentor sought was not for me merely to obtain knowledge, but with knowledge to gain wisdom. This I had yet to learn. Just when I thought I had it made, I unexpectedly learned vulnerability and pain. And I, in my agony over what I had lost, I suddenly sensed his presence once again. And once again, he was on his knees at my side. And it helped more than you might guess as I heard his voice whispering softly, caringly, All right, my son, this time, what have you learned? It was all part of a necessary process. The picture of my life was even in great confusion and pain, acquiring definition and color. Today, I replied, I have learned humility. Today, I have learned my limitations. Humility... Well, perhaps, but no, you have yet to discover your limits. Today you have come to a new vantage point, and now you have a new horizon before you. Perhaps now you're ready to learn wisdom. In a long overdue outburst of emotion, I talked to him, sharing my great disappointment and sorrow Oh, I babbled on and on. How could he listen so patiently and caringly? I'll never know, but he sure did. It was an important start. Slowly, I began to move on, to grow. Years have passed now. Some dreams have come true. Others have died or simply vanished away for lack of importance. And in the quiet evening shadows, I look forward to the eternal question from the lips of my guide. No longer here. And now, my son, what have you learned? What shall I say to him? What is truth? Today I've learned to listen more closely, more deeply. Today I have learned that wisdom is the greatest accomplishment of all. Today I have learned that I will never have enough time to learn it all. Today I learned that knowledge is not enough, but that your pride and affection is. Today I learned that I may never know what impact my life has made upon someone else, but that I really don't need to know that. Today I learned that sometimes I was listening when I didn't really know that I was. Today I learned that I am never alone, even when I think that I just might be. Today I learned from you what it means to be loved, just as I am. Today I learned that one person can make a profound difference and that two people can work miracles. Today I learned that I am still learning. Thank you, my teacher, my mentor, my friend, my dad, for helping me to learn. And this brings us at last to theme number three, the graduates. One day during my college years, I went to see 
a movie on Hennepin Avenue in Minneapolis. It was a movie that had gotten all kinds of rave reviews. And on the way there, I met a couple of friends who had just seen the movie and said it was just about the funniest flick they had ever seen. I was in the mood for a comedy, so I took my seat in the theater with great anticipation. It starred a young, pretty much unknown actor named Dustin Hoffman, and the movie was, of course, The Graduate. It was a story of a recent college grad who really didn't have a clear idea of what he wanted out of life. He sort of stumbled into an affair with a friend of the family, and then he fell in love with that woman's daughter, and all hell broke loose. At the end of the movie, I thought the viewers were just sort of left hanging, wondering what would transpire in their lives after the closing credits. But I left the theater feeling kind of depressed. I suppose there were humorous situations presented in the movie, but on the whole, the characters just didn't seem happy at all. Moreover, they didn't seem to have any direction in life. Maybe happiness isn't, in every sense, at every time, the ultimate goal, but it's not a bad one to have at regular stops along the way. Meaning. Meaning, even in unhappy times. Meaning, in holy times. Commitment. What we hope for and pray for today is that our own high school graduates who are on the cusp of their adult lives will surely find a clear direction. And more than that, at a time when old values and dreams will inevitably be challenged, we hope and pray that each of them, Blaine, Brennan, Jana, Jared, that they each will ultimately discover a strong sense of reciprocal commitment bounding forth in their lives. Of course, they will each find new commitments in love and career, but some old commitments are worth keeping for a lifetime, you know. And so we hold them in our hearts and prayers today. And that's about it. Amen. Thank you for listening. Please provide feedback on the iTunes podcast page and visit our website at angeljoy.org for more information.